I would really love just a comfortable, dominant, bounce-back win after Miami's first loss of the season. Is that too much to ask? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, post-game show host on the Miami Hurricanes radio network and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first pregame listen and watch today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So this is a game day pregame edition. Your Miami Hurricanes today, Saturday, 24th of September, year of our Lord, 2022 will be hosting the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders 3.30 p.m. here at Hard Rock Stadium. I want to give you guys our keys to the game because certainly Hurricanes fans are going to be watching the game very closely after seeing some deficiencies on the offensive side of the football against Texas A&M, just wondering how Miami's going to respond, right? Because over the years... Not that I expect Middle Tennessee to really have the ammunition to actually win this game, but over the years we've seen Miami come off of tough losses against good teams, talented teams like Texas A&M. You know, we've seen it happen when they've lost to teams like Florida State or Clemson over the years where you let it beat you mentally for multiple weeks and you have let down performances after you have tough losses against good teams like Texas A&M. So, I'm looking at this Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders team, and there are certain areas where they are dangerous and where they're very interesting, right? Because with the way they disguise their blitzes and disguise their coverages on defense and on offense, they have some talented players. Miami cannot just sleepwalk through this game, guys, and that's why key number one for me, I'll give you my four keys to the game. Number one, I need to see Miami start better and start faster especially on defense and I know the defense is ahead of the offense right now overall but all three games Miami has played in so far they've started very slow on defense the coverage has have been soft in the first drive the tackling is usually not great the first drive they start slow before they clamp down later in the game they started especially slow on defense against Southern Miss two weeks ago. Uh, Miami was down. The offense wasn't good the first half either, by the way. But Miami was down 7-3 to three for most of the first half against Southern Miss. In the first quarter against Texas A&M, Miami gave up 53 rushing yards. Then they only gave up 71 more rushing yards for the next three quarters and just 3.1 yards per carry quarters two, three, and four. So the defense for Miami typically starts slow and kind of finds their form as the game goes on. I would love to see them start the first quarter the way that they've been finishing third and fourth quarters lately. And yeah, so far in a general sense, we've seen Miami take care of business against weaker opponents, right? You had a, you know, dominant scoreline against Bethune-Cookman, 70-13 to to open up the season. You know, Miami ended up beating Southern Miss 30-7 to after kind of a slow start. So they've taken care of business, but we haven't seen Miami start games strong yet. We've only seen them finish games strong. And that certainly goes for the offense as well. I'd like to see Miami start faster on the offensive side of the football. Zero touchdowns scored last week. 
And in the first half against Southern Miss a couple of weeks ago, Miami only managed to score uh, uh, 10 points in that first half. So they have got to do better. Key number two for me, this is something Miami's been doing well. We need to see it continue. Win at the line of scrimmage. Yes, so far the Hurricanes have done well here on both sides of the football. And just as a side note, that does make me feel really good to know that Mario Cristobal, Cristobal and his coaching staff are laying the foundations of a winning football team because the spine of every great team, Miami's not a great team yet, but the spine of every great team comes from the trench play. Last week, zero sacks given up against a talented Aggies defense, only eight hurries given up, uh, eight quarterback hurries given up. Miami's offensive line was really good. And yes, the Hurricanes so far this year, and that includes the Texas A&M game, are running the football for a superb 218 yards per game and over five yards per carry. And the great thing about those numbers is those numbers, 218 per game, five yards per carry, that comes despite the fact that we're not seeing Miami's running backs breaking off big, long, explosive runs yet. Those haven't even been here, and they're still averaging over five yards per carry. Even just taking what the offensive line is giving to them, Miami is rushing for a ton of yards. So, yes, this is the type of game where I would like to see someone like Jalen Knighton, who has that second gear and he's got that game-breaking speed, to be able to elude that final tackle that he needs to elude to get into the end zone for a 50, 60 yard run. I'd like to see some of that in this game, but the offensive line is doing their job. They're opening up the holes. The running backs are just, you know, they haven't been able to break into that second level enough yet. And because of Miami's trench play, the hurricanes are one of the best teams in the country right now on third down Miami ranks second in the ACC number 10 in the country converting 55.3% of their third downs. I love that. Now, let's not talk about red zone because they're terrible in the red zone, but just third downs, Miami's really good. Um, they're, only, uh, they're only three teams above 47% on third down. Miami is one of them. The Hurricanes have converted 82 first downs this season, 27 of those last week when they couldn't score a touchdown. That's tied for the top for any team in the ACC, and it's number 13 in the FBS. Uh, the Hurricanes uh, are able to, guys, they're able to win on over 55% of their third downs this year because they're moving the ball so well on first and second down. A lot of third and shorts, and we know third and short is way easier to convert than third and eight or third and ten, especially when your passing game has been struggling a little bit. And staying on the line of scrimmage, on the defensive side of the football, you can see how Miami's D-line, yeah, they're one of the strengths of this football team. They've basically got three units up front that can rotate, right? They're six deep at defensive tackle, about seven deep at edge. And guys like Leonard Taylor, Akeem Mesidor, Jared Harrison Hunt was really good last week. Mitch Agude had been really good. Jafari Harvey got a big sack last week. So Miami's defensive line, that's the type of unit that, you know, when – an opponent is preparing for you during the week and the offensive coordinator is coming up with his game plan. Yeah. They've got to spend a lot of time looking at Miami's defensive line. That's the type of unit you have to game plan against. So we're going to have two more keys to the game. When we come back so far, we've got winning at the line of scrimmage, starting better and starting faster. We're going to talk about Miami needing to play their assignments and also 
getting more of your young wide receivers involved. And we'll talk a little bit about the big threats that Middle Tennessee is going to offer Miami. Because again, you don't overlook any opponent. Miami, by far the more talented team. But if you're sleeping in this game, Middle Tennessee has got some playmakers, including a really accurate quarterback who can make you pay. So Miami needs to give this game the type of focus you give to any other opponent this season. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It is so easy to get started and play while you're watching your favorite teams play today, guys. Uh, I just go to the Underdog website. If you haven't done so yet, create an account. The Underdog website or the mobile app is very easy to use. Create your account and look through the different pick'em choices that involve your team or rival teams every week. In my pick'em for this weekend, guys, for today, uh, you, you pick if a player is going to go higher or lower than stat projections. I like UNC quarterback Drake May against Notre Dame to go higher than 254 and a half passing yards. Uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame starting quarterback Drew Pine, very inexperienced. And Notre Dame's not a great team. I'm going to pick him to go lower than 217 and a half passing yards. And I like Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham, who's electric running the football over 95 and a half rushing yards today against USF. So that's what my pick em slip looks like this weekend at Underdog Fantasy. And guys, go to Underdog, make your own picks like I just did. If you think I'm bad luck, you want to fade my picks or you want to use my picks, go ahead, man. It's easy to play and it's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your Canes, and decide if they're going to finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up. When you sign up at Underdog, Make sure you use my promo code locked on. That's all one word, by the way. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 with my code locked on. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first game day listen and watch today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. So key number three for me, Miami against Middle Tennessee, 3.30 p.m. today, Saturday, September 24th. Key number three, Hurricanes have to play assignment football and trust your coaching because I think that's still a big area on both sides of the football because you're learning a new offense and a new defense. Of course, they've had plenty of time to install spring football, fall camp and all that, but they're still improving uh, their the influence of coaching. Uh, they're still improving that from game day to game day. And I say that because Mario Cristobal told us after the Texas A&M game, for as good as the defense was last week, because the defense played well enough to win. The offense didn't, okay, and special teams didn't. But for as good as the defense was last week, the times that Miami missed plays and gave up chunk yardage happened when they got too aggressive and left their gaps, when they missed their assignments. And then on offense, Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, mentioned that on some of Miami's failed third downs, the receivers ran their routes too deep. They lacked the awareness to run their routes properly, okay? So that's why I'm saying... Miami just needs to be sharper with the little things. And it's a lot of the stuff that 
people like me and all of you, when we're watching the game on a Saturday and we're rooting for the Canes, we may not notice little things like a receiver running a few yards too deep on their route. We may not realize some of this stuff until we take the time to review the film or we listen to what the coaches say about it. So, you know, Miami needs to be much sharper in playing assignment football. And Miami's discipline can be tested in this game, guys. This is not a cakewalk. Middle C running back, uh, Middle Tennessee, Middle C, Middle Tennessee running back Frank Peasant, five touchdown runs in the last two games. He rushed for 122 yards last week. Miami's been very good against the run. We've got to see that continue today. And yeah, they've got some weapons on offense. They've got a couple of really talented receivers. Watch out for Yusuf Ali and Isaiah Gathings. Gathings has 20 catches in three games this season. Their quarterback, Chase Cunningham, the guy's putting up numbers. He is. You know, if Miami's defensive backfield plays as well as they did last week, I'm not too worried. But Chase Cunningham is a good Conference USA quarterback, most accurate passer in the conference right now in his conference. He's more athletic and quick than the quarterback he faced last week. Cunningham can run a little bit. Uh, Max Johnson from Texas A&M couldn't. So Miami needs to show us again they can contain quarterbacks uh you know Cunningham's not going to run as much as some of the quarterbacks Miami saw earlier this year but he can he can hurt you with your legs if you're not playing assignment football and defensively for the Blue Raiders they've got a pretty solid highlight reel of defensive plays this season they blitz well very aggressive they force a lot of turnovers Mario Cristobal said this week that Middle Tennessee they disguise their blitzes and their coverages very well so I, I don't want to see any Tyler Van Dyke interceptions today okay Middle Tennessee's coach has been there so long that Cristobal has actually faced him six times while he was at FIU. And the Blue Raiders won four out of those six, by the way. So they've actually got a, a winning record against Mario Cristobal. I am expecting Cristobal to take this one today. So that was key number three, assignment football. Key number four. Uh, this is something I think we all want to see coming out of the disappointing offensive output against Texas A&M. Get your young receivers involved. I want to see plenty of short passes, yak opportunities, spread the football around to give some of these receivers some confidence. I especially, I would love to see targets that haven't gotten as much love or as much work this year. Uh, and I'm not saying it's Tyler Van Dyke's fault, but you know, for a guy like Colby Young and a true freshman like Isaiah Horton, I'd like to see them get some burn, hopefully get some ca catches. Romello Brinson, we haven't seen him hit his stride yet. Frank Ladson, I know Ladson's not young, uh, but, you know, Ladson has been not utilized a whole lot. Um, you know, again, that, that could be his fault, not coaches or, or Tyler Van Dyke's fault, but Frank Ladson, who transferred in from Clemson, has basically been on a milk carton so far this season. He did get 20 offensive snaps last week, but zero catches against Texas A&M. I'd like to see Ladson get involved um, because, listen, we need to see somebody step up in this receiving core. It was thin to begin with, uh, and they've had terrible luck. Xavier Restrepo out for several more weeks. Jacoby George, right after he came back and played pretty well, he's out for several weeks with a thumb injury. So hopefully multiple receivers step up. And I think getting these guys a lot of catches and a lot of rhythm in an actual game would be the best way to put somebody in position to step up. And listen, as a side note, I'm hoping that this game is a comfortable enough win where Miami's up big in the fourth quarter that you can get Jake Garcia some snaps in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, you're not going to have too many more games like this, right? It's all ACC the rest of the way. 
So we may not see Jake Garcia after today if he can get in, perhaps against Georgia Tech, because Georgia Tech looks terrible. Uh, but even even Duke looks better than expected this year. So this could be like one of the either the final or second to last opportunity to get your backup quarterback some reps, because, you know, at some point next year or the year after Jake Garcia is going to be the starting quarterback for this football team. So I want to see him involved. And then you could say the final key to the game. You know, I I'll, I'll say this is an honorable mention. I left it off my list because it's so obvious. Score some freaking touchdowns. Like, please, I don't want, you know, I would love it. I would love it if the only time we see Andy Borregalis is just kicking extra points, hopefully several of them, like give me seven, eight, nine extra points. And I hope like the only time we see Lou Headley is holding extra points, right? You remember week one against Bethune-Cookman, Lou Headley didn't have a single punt. Let's try to do that again. Like, I don't want to have to see Headley. I don't want to have to see Bore like kickoffs. Extra points are the only times I want to see Andy Borregalis on the field. So, you know, all those missed red zone opportunities last week, let's turn those into touchdowns. And I'm very curious. Oh, you know what? Let me go back to key number four, because I really should have mentioned this. When I'm talking about getting young receivers involved, I don't know how I skipped over this point, because we talked about it a lot on Thursday and Friday's episodes. Uh, I would like to see Jaleel Skinner. You know, the true freshman tight end, I would like to see him get on the field and get some more reps and opportunities to make catches. We talked a lot about Jaleel Skinner with Malik Rozier, former Miami Hurricanes quarterback who joined us on Thursday's episode. And listen, like you, you can get him on the field as an extra tight end without having to technically use him as a wide receiver, you know, to keep the transition more simple for him. Uh, so you can get Jaleel Skinner on the field. He's six foot five. Very athletic and quick. Um, you know, he did have some struggles in fall camp catching the football consistently. So that could maybe still be an issue for him as an 18-year-old true freshman. But uh, he creates mismatches with his size and his length and his speed. Get him on the field. He's going to be a very difficult guy to cover for Middle Tennessee. So I would love to see Jaleel Skinner get more catches and more confidence. And yeah, six foot five, he could be a nice red zone target. Let's score some touchdowns today, boys. I don't want to see another game. Not that you would expect this against Middle Tennessee, but I don't want to see a lot of like, you know, failed third downs at the four yard line and lining up Borigalis. Let, let's turn our red zone trips into end zone trips. Okay. And let's get out of this game injury free. Of course, Miami's going to have some time to rest after this one, after Middle Tennessee this afternoon, by week before North Carolina at home on the 8th of October. So stay healthy, win comfortably. Let's go Canes. And thank you guys so much for making this pregame episode your first listen and your first watch today. Make sure you make Locked on ACC your second listen. Candace Cooper does an awesome job. I join her every Thursday on Locked on ACC. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.